Yes. What fucking gang is this, bro? They have like eight white dudes, one black guy, and like one Mexican dude. Like, I wrote in my notes and I said had to add the one black. And I was I looked at uh, the wife and I was like, they only added the black guy so they didn't look like a bunch of skinheads. I was literally about to say that, bro. They, I just think they were like, we can't do an Aryan Brotherhood. That's been done to death. So let's throw a couple minorities in there. And they're just a fucking inner city gang from fucking Minnesota, I guess. I don't know, but like. Cinema. Welcome back to War with Cinema. I'm your host, Greg, your local metalhead, and with me is... Par the Collector. What's up, everybody? And this is one of those times you get double pick, because I have something in the works, but, uh... De- death Wish. <laughs> death Sentence. Death Sentence, yes, yeah, not Death Wish. I would do the Death Wish remake, but you wouldn't like that. Isn't this... There was a book that was a sequel to Death Wish that this movie's based on. I don't understand that, because there's like five Death Wishes with fucking Charles Bronson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they have the remake with Bruce Willis that Eli Roth directed. Right. This could easily be that movie. Mm Mm-hmm. This is, uh, you want to talk about revenge movies, this is like right up there for me. This is probably in my top five revenge movies. Um, well, not even really... I mean, I guess it's revenge, but at the same time... Oh, it's a revenge movie. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, he at one point in the movie, he's just trying to protect his family. Yeah, yeah. You know. It's deeper than just a revenge movie. Right. Speaking of, this made me think of a movie. Remember that movie, Green Room, that we watched? Yeah. He did another one called Blue Ruin, and it reminds me a lot of this. It's a straight revenge movie. Mm. It's really good. You should check it out. I might do it on the podcast one day, but it's not a comedy, so. Right. Um, So, this is an interesting movie because I always talk about Back in the day, I worked at Walmart, and I would buy whatever movie was out. Mm. Um, Buddy I worked with, he's like, that Death Sentence movie? Really good. So, I picked it up. I watched it the one time, and I really, really liked it. I have not gone back and watched it since. I saw this movie the first time in high school. I actually saw it the week it was in theaters. Oh, yeah? Yes. And we looked at the box office. It didn't do so well. No, (laughs) uh, Kevin Bacon. I mean, it's got a pretty good cast. You know, uh, It's pretty decent, yeah. Not a ton of a-listers you know you got john goodman i was gonna say john goodman kevin bacon that's about it he's got a very minute part but he's gold when he's on screen yeah it's only two scenes i think but it's fucking gold nah it's three. Oh, okay because the you know last one all right but uh we'll get into it but yeah uh john goodman is fucking gold for the like seven minutes he's got on screen time um garrett uh headland i think is his name Hedlund, yeah. Yeah, Gary Hedlund. He is fantastic. He's in Friday Night Lights. Was he the... He's Jackie, baby. Was he the main bad guy? The main... Yes, he was the bald one. Okay. I don't know him from anything. I just said he's... he's. I mean, I you probably did, didn't see I Friday Night Lights. I was going to say, I didn't see but that. But you, you did, because four brothers. He's Jackie. Ah, uh, okay, okay, yeah. okay. And uh, I just watched him on that new series with Sylvester Stallone, mm-hmm. uh, where he's like the mob guy, King of uh, Tulsa King. And they send him out to fucking Oklahoma because the mob's like, you're fucking ancient. We have nothing for you in New York, so you can go out here in the middle of nowhere and just die. Mm-hmm. And he like goes out there, and uh, Garrett Hedlund owns a bar on an Indian reservation, so the cops can't fuck with him. So, of course, Sylvester Stallone like makes best friends with him, and uh, he's really good on there. Oh, yeah? But yeah, this guy, uh, he was a really hot actor when he was younger. Was he? And then he kind of fizzled out a little bit uh, as he got older. But he's, if you look him up as IMDb, he's got some hits. Mm, interesting. You know? But not only the cast, but the director we both 
said it right yeah. before we hit record. We forgot the guy that did Saw. Yeah, James Wan. Yeah. Of Aquaman. I was going to say, I was doing that series, Lesser Known Movies by Popular Directors. I feel like this fits in there. Yes, that should, yes, I would, I would definitely say that. And it's a fucking hidden gem. It is a hidden gem. Uh, Why? James Wan's in his bag in this one. I think so, too. Well, if he's out of his horror bag and he's like doing something else, it's like a thriller. Me, well, I was just about to say before the before I knew that he directed this, I only said he either does horror, he does superhero. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't really think of anything in between. Yeah, but this just proves that like he's got another. You know, he uh, is a legit talented director. Really, and is. this movie shows that. I think honestly, other than like I haven't seen him do a comedy, like just a straight up comedy, but like um, I feel like he could do it. You know. He won't do straight comedy, but I heard Megan is really good and it's a comedy, mm. but he also did Malignant and I want to do that this year because it is, it's not a straight comedy, but it's a satire based on like old slasher films and it's funny right? if you look at it as a comedy. Right, right, right. So, uh, so that's kind of comedy that Megan movie looks like a whole nother level of fucking creepy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't watch that People shit. People were like, it's really funny. I was like, well, it looks fucking terrifying. Yeah. It makes me feel uh fear machines again. Like <laughs> right. Since like I, I I like I remember when I was uh in high school, iRobot came out mm-hmm. and uh I read the book and the book's even creepier than the movie. Oh, is it? Yeah, like the machine didn't have no fucking soul other than Sonny. Mm-hmm. Which uh yeah, but the book's way more way more uh like makes you feel like the machine's a win. Well, we're getting closer to it and we're gonna find out soon enough. <laughs> So interesting, like I said, I bought the DVD, I watched it once, and I still had it in my collection, so I was like, I'm going to pop this in and watch it. My DVD player could not play this movie. I looked at it, it was so scratched that it could not watch it, even though I watched it the one time. You were using that bitch as a coaster for a couple of years. So I was thinking about it. What I used to do is I would buy a movie and I would go over to my buddy's house and we would kind of like get fucked up and watch whatever movie it was. I think I left this one at his house because he's one of those people that puts the disc on his counter fucking when he's ser- done with fucking it. Fucking serial killer. Serial killer, yeah. yeah. Well, I said that to the wife and she's like, yeah, I did that too. I was like, you guys are fucking insane. I will yell at my, ch- I will ground my children if they take something of mine out of the fucking player. Because my son, he'll he'll play games on PS4 and shit. Right. But if I have a game or a movie in there, he knows to put that bitch back in the case. Because that's a that's a that's 100%. a good way to get fucking grounded and not use my shit anymore. Yes, um, I, I I agree with that a hundred percent. So I had to rent this <laughs> to watch it, even though I had the fucking physical copy. I was very angry about that. I uh, just had to share it on the podcast. I'll keep it out. I'll keep an eye out there for it because you know that's one of those movies I see a shit ton. Do you? Yeah, yeah, dude. It is one of those movies I think people watch once and they were like, oh, it was really good and then get rid of it. It is super sad. I mean, honestly, like. Yeah, it's not something you. It's not like a it's fucking not a movie family you feel fun better time. afterwards, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, <laughs> but it is it is really good. But like, we'll, 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 let's break into it a little yeah, bit. Yeah, what is um, this movie even about? Kevin Bacon is a. Uh, he's uh, a VP at some. He's a VP at some. It don't really get into what his business, but he's like an office building. Well, you know, I think like, it's really smart because it plays into his character, like being a very successful, smart man. Big because, businessman. Uh, businessman. Because if he was a dumb idiot, this wouldn't make sense. But mm. the fact that he's such an intelligent guy makes what he does later like more believable because right. it's like, you know, he is a smart guy. Right, right. He's not a dumbass. Right. Um, and his kids, uh, 
they both play hockey, but his older son, Jordan, is a fantastic hockey player. And uh, because he is kind of like this, and he's always like, he's gets good grades, he's just a good kid. And their their second son, he's, he's, he's talented. He's artistic. He's artistic, but like he's not a sports kid. And like, you know, he's not, uh, I don't know. So he just always feels like Kevin Bacon loves his, his older brother more. Mm, they always do. And um, so the movie starts off. With, it is it is a great scene because it's just opening credits, right. but it like you take it through this whole family's life mm-hmm. up until they're you know going off to college, and it's a really cool way to do it. Like you get attached to these characters in a very short amount of time, right? Because it's like all home shot home video mm-hmm. style, which that's a James Wan staple right there. Like yeah. he kills that. Um, but yeah, the uh, they're off, and of course he hits like the game winning fucking shot and. He tells his dad that he doesn't know if he wants to play hockey in college. Like he thinks he wants to maybe do something different. And his dad's like, "What are you crazy?" He's like, "You're a fantastic hockey player." Like, you know, like he's like, "Well, dad, like realistically, like you know, I'm not gonna go to the NHL. Yeah, I'm, I'll probably get like do, you know, semi pro at best or something like that." He's like, "Well, yeah, I think you're cutting yourself short, son." But they're like having a conversation, but like, um. He wants to get something to drink or eat or whatever, so they pull off into this little... No, they need to get gas. Oh, gas, that's right. Well, they did get harassed by the cars. Right, yeah. And then he realizes he's fucking out of gas and then has to pull over. And then that's when he's like, I'm going to go get a slushie. Right, 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 right. Yeah. And then the fucking... Right, this... Badass uh, fucking cars, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, it's a bunch of old muscle cars. Um, I think it's a Mustang and a Camaro. Yeah. And uh, they're... He's outside getting the gas, and these fucking cars are just driving up and down the main street. Yeah, with no lights. Just all you hear is these bitches flying by, flying mm-hmm. by. So Kevin Bacon goes inside to like get a son or whatever and pay for the gas, whatnot. And uh, you can tell it's like not in a good part of town. Oh, yeah. So sure enough, they're in there paying, and the muscle well, cars... Well, he's out there pumping gas, and then the cars pull up, and they go inside, rob the place. And he doesn't notice until like way too late when, uh, cause they shoot the clerk yeah. and they're like, kill this motherfucker. Do it. Be a fucking man. Right. And that's when Kevin Bacon looks and he sees this gun being pointed at his son and he tries to like run and he gets hit by a fucking car, random car out of nowhere. There's nobody out at night except this one fucking car to inconvenience you. <laughs> and, uh, well, I mean, fuck the other dude got hit too. Yeah. Didn't he machete his son? Yeah, he machete. Yeah, that's what I thought. He didn't shoot him. Yeah, but they had the guns pointed at him. Cuts his kid open. Yeah, he does. Like almost chops him in fucking half. Mm -hmm. It's fucked up. Um, so, but all of them are masked up. Yeah, but you could tell that it's in a gang initiation for the young guy or whatever. Well, they all go get in the cars, and he's like, "What about Joe?" He's like, "Fuck it, he's a man now," and they fucking pull off. So he goes so out. You're, you're an expert in this. Is this how this really goes down? No, none of this. None of this would go down. <laughs> this is not how it happens. No, if they were going to do it, you would you would pick you would pick either a rival gang member to try uh, to get. You wouldn't or, do like a random rando, I guess. Some people would maybe, but I don't think you would do it in a place where there's a chance that you get recorded or witnesses stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, that like, is a really bad. You know what idea. I mean? Like, the option is to like get away with it, right? And then like them a whole like. All right, now you're a man, so we're just gonna fucking abandon you. Like, yeah, I didn't goes, understand that like, part. No, that kind of. I think that was just his brother being a fucking asshole on right, top of yeah. it. Like, you know, like, oh, how funny would it be when we get back to the bar and tell him we just left his ass? Mm-hmm. Um, 
So he says, yeah, Joe's a man. Now he can handle himself. And they pull off. So he runs out in the middle of this fucking busy ass highway slash road or whatever. What the fuck? And then bam, his ass gets fucking whapped. Yeah. So I have to say the effects are really good in this because oh, that dude, shot still. Looks I thought good. he was dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah I thought I mean, he was fucking dead. I was like, like well, that was fast. <laughs> um, but so yeah, so Kevin Bacon's like catching all of this as he's like fucking passing out and yeah. shit. Um, so of course because the other, because the kid that killed his son got fucked up too, they have him, and they have Kevin Bacon. So this is supposed to be like a fucking layup for a lawyer. You know, this guy's going to get fucking life for killing my son. Right. And I'm going to go and me and my family are just going to have to live knowing that this is out. But can we just talk about that one part real quick? So he uh, brings his son to the hospital. He's wheeling him in the back. And uh, then his wife and his son come in and, you know, he doesn't make it. But like that actress, I felt that Mm. like she did such a good job in that scene. Like I really felt like she just lost her son. Well, he goes in the hospital too because he's fucked up. Yeah, and then like you know, I think like he wakes up and he's like, "Where's my fucking son?" That's way later in the movie. That's oh no, yeah, yeah, that's later. My bad, my bad. But yeah, they uh, yeah, he's like fucking did he mean? No, and then that's when he finds. But just her like screaming. Well, like it's muted, but you like see her screaming, and like I was like, "Fuck!" I feel like I lost a son. Shit. So but anyway, it goes to it goes to it, and the fucking lawyer's like, "Look, you don't want this to fucking be become one of those rich versus poor, under under advantage city inner city youth." You know, he's like, "We can guarantee we can get him five years, three to five years, three guaranteed, five years, guaranteed." But that's the thing I was thinking about too. Like, if somebody murdered somebody close to me, like somebody murdered my wife, and they're like, "If you do this, we can get three to five years." Like, guaranteed. Like, would I take that? I mean, it would be guaranteed jail time, but I just don't feel like it's enough. If it was one of my children, I don't want him to go to jail at all. I want him to be out. You want to be the Kevin Bacon? Yeah. Well, no, it's not going to. I'm not going to have to need a montage. Like, it's going to get done that day. Like, <laughs> In the courtroom. Yeah, I mean, this motherfucker's got to go. Yeah. Like, probably his fucking next three, four to kid. Right. Like, some of this shit, I'm. I, I I get it. Like, I get it down to the science. You know I'm not I mean? going to lie. Like, this is really morbid to think about. But let's say somebody does for God. I don't want to put this in the fucking universe, but does that to you. Right. And you become like a mob boss. Like this creates right. the kingpin par. Yeah. <laughs> and you I rise mean, like, to power just because you lost. your. <laughs> I mean, honestly, though, man, like once you take somebody's fucking you know, their children from them. Yeah. You know, like what else do they have? Like you taught any parent that's lost a kid. Mm-hmm. I couldn't imagine. Like I don't have kids, but I have a wife and to the, lose her. Would those be... people are real life fucking superheroes because I'm be honest with you, Greg. I don't think I could carry on. No, nah, I, I couldn't either. You know what I mean? I, it's a bond that's irreplaceable. Like you can, like I know people get close to their animals, but you can buy another dog. But like you can't replace. You're in your fucking 30s and your mother would kill seven motherfuckers if that's what it took to keep you safe. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's that's what I'm saying. So, yeah. So this is I like. I was just going to say I like this setup. It feels real. Right. Like, right. Right. This is what so, somebody really would do. He's just like, what the fuck are you mean? Like, I saw him kill my son. He's like, you were injured. He's like, we don't know what you really saw. He's like, and their lawyer, this is my thing, bro. Like, this is supposed to be like, he's got money. His attorney is like badass. And this public fucking defender just fucking went out there and danced in the end zone on you. Like, 
this public defender is that fucking great that you just can't get a more harsh. Like you would think a prosecutor just being cool with the judge yeah. would be get this fucking guy 20 years. Like, right, you right, know right. what I'm saying? Yeah, that's the thing I don't get is like... This uh, is probably the most unbelievable part of the whole fucking movie. I like. have to agree because even if Kevin Bacon was like, I, I don't know what I saw, it was dark, they would still put this dude away just because the evidence is so stacked. Right, because they found the fucking murder weapon on him mm-hmm. like when they fucking killed the kid. No, they took it. Oh, that's right. When that's they drove right. away, they took it with it. That's, that's what right. he said. He's like, we don't have a weapon. Um, But even still, like, who else did it? Right. <laughs> like, that's the thing. <laughs> and, of course, the fucking place was a shithole, so the cameras didn't work. And it was just like everything that could have went wrong to help him put this fucking guy away. I agree. It's very convenient plot point. But that's not the point of this movie. I was like, I was about to say, this is probably my only complaint. I can it. let this shit go. Like, right. whatever. Um. So he at first he's just like he he's just eating at him, you know, and that's what it would do to any parent. It just eats at him that my son is fucking dead mm-hmm. and this piece of shit is still alive. Like and he's getting a fucking slap because he doesn't end up getting three to five. He no, just getting, let him go. You know, he gets like he gets like fucking a suspended sentence or some shit and like pr- probation and like yeah, yeah, yeah. all this stupid shit that he's got to go see and do and all that. But for killing somebody, he got a fucking deal. Slap on the wrist. Yeah, right. So, uh, for some reason, you know, Kevin Bacon just can't, you know, he just can't live with it. So, like, he's following this fucking guy. And he follows this guy for, like, a whole day. He Mm -hmm. watches him go get laid, fucking celebrate with his brother and his friends. And uh, he goes upstairs, fucks a chick. And for whatever reason, like, he saw him go into this room by himself. It's like a trash area slash boiler room, I guess, something like that. And uh, I love that he uh, he does go home first, though, and he's like looking through his random ass tools and you see he has a machete and it's like, you know, Mm kind of like poetic or whatever. But he does. He grabs this uh, this hunting knife, old rusted up hunting knife. Yeah, rusted ass fucking thing. (laughs) Even if it doesn't kill him, the fucking hepatitis will. will. (laughs) He's losing something. Right. Um, And I and I think this is what makes this fucking movie so good is just like the believability. Because like you, you feel that like the 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 conflict in him, yeah. because he wants to fucking avenge his son, but he's not that kind of guy. Like, but it, he's not that dude. He's not a murderer. He's not a fucking gangster. He's just a normal dad. Like you know? right. And I think the movie does a good job at showing him like fumbling with shit. Like he doesn't really right. know what he's doing, but he knows like he has a goal. He's just not sure how to get there. Right. Well, and I said all that to say that when he fucking sticks him, like. The shock on both of their face. Right. Like, they both can't believe he did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He can't believe this old man had the fucking balls to get it done. And this old man didn't know that he had enough fucking hate in him to kill this fucking guy. Right. Yeah, because you it's still a shock. Even even if that's what you went to do, you still did the thing. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, how many people have sat in the car but never got out? Right. Not only did he get out, but he did it. You know what I mean? And like I said, I just think it's a great scene to set up because the look on that kid, it's like he fucking dies thinking like, I can't believe this fucking dude killed me. Yeah. Like, because he like blows the fucking smoke in his face and everything. Like, what the fuck do you want, man? Right. Didn't even recognize him, bro. At first, yeah. I killed your fucking son and that's how little you fucking mean to me, bro, that I don't even know who you are mm-hmm. until he really sat there and was like, what the fuck? And then that's, that's when he does it. Um, so he fucking gets rid of the blade, you know, all that good shit. The gang is in mourning, and that's when we get introduced to uh Garrett's uh character, which is Billy. 
<laughs> yeah, I was going to say Billy Darley. Billy Darley. He's a bad motherfucker in this movie, too, though. I th- I was thinking, like, he's like a low-rent Vin Diesel. Or, like, uh, Tom Hardy <laughs> well, see, gotta, meets Vin Diesel. You got to remember, at the time, he was a pretty boy. He was doing pretty boy roles. Friday Night Lights, he was a fucking fullback. Uh, four brothers. He was. He was. Uh, he was Jackie. You know. He was the sex appeal one or whatever. Right. And uh, this was the first movie. I'm like this. I didn't recognize him. Like the first. It took me half the movie before I was like, "Holy fuck, that's Gary Hedlund." Oh yeah. Like I couldn't believe because he. I always had hair, and then he's got like a beard and he's he's bald. He's all yeah. these fucking tattoos and he's like wearing leather and shit. Like it was really out of his character at the time. Mm. Um. Yeah, he has a pretty boy. Look at that picture. That's yeah. so what I'm saying. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, for he me. He did do a good job. Like, I yeah. really was like. Him and the, the black dude that was like his right hand man, they were both fucking good. <laughs> I had a note on that. I I was just about to say, uh, you know, I said that that was the only problem I had. This, this is like the second one. It's not even a problem. It's just kind of a nitpick. Yes. What fucking gang is this, bro? They have <laughs> like eight white dudes, one black guy. <laughs> And like one Mexican dude. Like, I wrote in my notes and I said had to add the one black. And I was I looked at uh, the wife and I was like they only added the black guy so they didn't look like a bunch of skinheads. I was literally about to say that, bro. They I just think they were like we can't do an Aryan brotherhood. That's been done to death. So let's throw a couple minorities in there and they're just a fucking inner city gang from fucking Minnesota. I guess yeah. I don't know. And he has like, to be a big part of the gang. He just can't be the sitting back guy. He's got to no, be he's like the brother be a general. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> But yeah, I, I I noticed that one last night, and this is the first time I've really thought about it. So I was just like, damn, man. I was like, hey, why wash the fuck out of this game? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm glad you said that too, because I was laughing once I noticed it. But I mean, they all do a good job. They serve. I mean, their it's pur- fine. They serve it's their just, purpose. I'm yeah. just being a dumbass. You right, know what right. I'm same. Like, uh, it's that's why I said like we've been doing this so long that like little shit that I used to just not even pay attention to. You start to notice, yeah. Hey, and it's not like it ruins the movie or anything. No, nah, it's, just, it's uh, just funny, like, like because you you see why they do certain life. things. Because if you take the black guy out, you're like, oh, it's fucking Aryan Brotherhood. Right, these are skinheads <laughs> that are selling meth, right? right. I mean? And they're even making meth, bro. That's the thing. Like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I just I haven't noticed that. But anyway, so the the gang the the gang's all uh, you know so uh, they're drinking away their sorrows, right? And they were trying to figure out who did this. The wife was kind of watching this with me, and she said this is kind of a stretch. I felt like it was kind of believable. What do you think? He was like, so the guy the guy that uh, the guy that that gets killed, uh, mm-hmm. Joe, the yeah. little brother that gets killed. Uh, he lived in an apartment building or like a housing project that I'm assuming that they all grew up in or whatever. It was their territory because one of the other gang members' sister lives in that same building. Mm-hmm. And she sees him. And it's, it makes sense to me because he does look so out of place that, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, somebody she in would suit, remember, yeah. like maybe not his name, obviously, but like she would know what the dude looked like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, because it would be weird to see somebody in a suit in that side of town. Right. So, the older brother puts it together like, so you're going to tell me that somebody that nobody knows came down here and fucking killed my little brother at, in our in our neighborhood. Mm-hmm. He goes, he goes, anytime we go up where we're not, where we don't belong, they always pick us up, get us out of there. He goes, but we don't do shit when they come down here to score whores or drugs or whatever the fuck. And he puts the paper down because it's got, you know, 
Kevin Bacon. Yeah, because it's a new, it's a, it's a big story because a VP's son got killed in a gang, in a bang. gang, yeah, in a gang initiation, right? The, so you think this goes, is pretty believable? Like, I think it's, I think it's believable. Okay, it's, it's, I thought so too, but she it's said more it was, believable than the three to five. And the, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, but yeah, so. He's like, go get your fucking sister because she's the bartender. Yeah. Or like a waitress at the bar they're at. And he like points at this motherfucker's picture. And he's like, go get your sister. Like, she'll know what he looked like. Mm-hmm. So that's how they find out. And this is one of the most fucked up scenes. Uh, he's at work. And he's already paranoid as fuck that like the cops are going to catch him. Or- oh, yeah. He just killed somebody. It would fuck with anybody, no matter the intention. Right. Because he's not a gangster. He's not that about that lifestyle. Right. So he's trying to get on with his everyday life. But you could tell that he's like fucking razzled, razzled to death. Yeah. And then this dude, literally the right hand man, just busts through security, gets on an elevator, rides that bitch up to the VP floor. Gets out and yells this motherfucker's name like with such purpose. Yeah, fucking just yelling this just Nick, Nick, uh, Hume, Hume, Nick yeah. Hume. And then he fucking sees Kevin Bacon like in his office, all <laughs> yeah. hiding and shit. Right. He's like, he's like, you took one of ours. He goes, you ain't got to worry about how your family's gonna die or whatever like that. And then just like drops the fucking briefcase in his office or whatever. And then security like goes to grab me. He's like, "Get the fuck off me!" And they do it. Like <laughs> he, they're about he's about that life, you know. He gets like on, and uh, of course, in the briefcase, he's got a picture of his family, and they're all got X's over their faces and shit. Like they're gonna all they're gonna kill your whole family. right, right? Because you killed one of ours, we're gonna take all yours. But, yeah, he's he's in the gang life now. Like this is what it's about. And she said, uh, "She goes, you. She goes, you literally just put a death sentence on your family." Right. And uh, so he goes to the cop and uh, he's still not giving her everything. He's still not telling her, like, I fucking killed this guy. He's like, I guess this guy's just got a personal vendetta. He's just trying to kill my whole fucking family now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Taking my son wasn't enough. <clears throat> I was thinking that, too, whenever this was going on. It's like, what's going to be your excuse on why he's hunting you down? Right. Like uh, one of his his brother gets killed by somebody and they're not sure who. And now he's after you. Like, how did you think this was going to go? <laughs> right. And that's pretty much what she's telling him. Yeah. She's but like, I can't help you unless you're willing to be honest with me. And he's like, right. I'm being honest. I'm being honest. So because they refuse to go into protective custody, you know, he's not willing to come clean. They put a cop outside their house, which I mean, fuck, how many times have you seen this done? in a Yeah. Movie? Uh, it's a little cliche, like horror cliche, but I was just thinking that. But like now that makes so much more sense knowing that James Wan did <laughs> right, this right, fucking right. movie, bro. <laughs> And I still think it's a badass part. Like, you just hear the horn going off. And the motherfucker pulls his fucking body off the horn. Like, <laughs> I thought that was badass. Yeah. I was just like, oh, these dudes don't give a fuck. They give no fucks. They're killing cops, bro. They don't give a shit. But yeah, these motherfuckers just straight up zero dark 30, this man and his fucking family. <laughs> Kill the fucking cop outside. They go in, fucking murder his wife. Fucking shoot his son like a million times. And that was fucking- a hard scene to watch, too. And then what's even more fucked up and more disrespectful, and I know I think that's kind of the point of it, is they fucking blew his family away. Like, they were dead before they hit the floor. Mm-hmm. Right? At least that's what I'm gathering they thought. Right. They just shot him in the fucking gut and left him there. Yeah, to bleed out. To bleed the fuck out and die, like, you know, not a buckwheat, but pretty close. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So he wakes up in the fucking hospital and, like, your wife's dead. 
your son is like almost barely fucking, holding on. Yeah, yeah, he's in a coma. He's he's gonna be lucky if he's not a fucking vegetable type deal. And uh, the cops like I fucking like I'm sorry like the you know this happened to you, you know, but you should have fucking told me the truth. I could have got your family out of there. I could have could have saved y'all. She's like, but now this is you wanted to take matters into your own hands and look where it got you. You lost one kid. Now you're fucking almost an orphan or I don't know what it is. Somebody's whole family's dead or whatever. <laughs> Widower. Well, it would have been a widower, but like his kids too, I guess. I don't know. I don't know what you call a parent. Well, when lost. you're a sibling, they call you an orphan. If both your parents die, they call yeah. you an orphan. But yeah. I don't know if it's like your brothers and sisters. I don't think too. they have a name for it. Just alone. Yeah, it's sad. You're the last. <laughs> That's what one. it's called. You're the last Ronan. <laughs> That's what you are now. Um. But yeah, so <laughs> last Ronan. <laughs> Sorry. I just bought that. It's so good. Dude. Yeah. Yes. I bought Ronan the uh, the Frank Miller, the Robert De Niro. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's a good one, too. I haven't watched it. We might do that. Yeah. I own it, too. We might have to do that. I've been wanting to watch it. That in 15 minutes. I love 15 minutes. Those What's 15 are, minutes? Those are two very underrated uh, De Niro picks. Mm, I'm always down for some De Niro, so. Um, anyways, so he checks himself out of the hospital. No, he fucking breaks out of the window. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, cuz they they're they know what he's done, so they're kind of holding him custody waiting for him to get better so they can put him on trial, but he knows this, so he fucking hops the out cop, the window. The cop even says that. She's like, "The only reason you're not handcuffed to this fucking bed is because you've lost your whole family." Yeah, that's right. He's like, "I think you've suffered enough kind of deal. Like, now you just got to fucking focus on getting yourself better." And then helping your son, who's, you know what I mean? Yeah. If he lives, type of deal. And then that's when he says he's lost all fucking faith, hope, fucking any kind of whatever. Right. And this is where the true revenge movie begins. He goes and, you know, like I said, he's fucking roughed up because he's he's been shot and all that. And uh, Well, he goes to the bank and, like, takes all the money out of savings and just all puts it in a bag. college fund and it's fucked up. Like, yeah. the lady's like cashing in the kids college fund and he's just like yeah uh or whatever the fuck yeah yeah, yeah. very chilling yeah um and the first thing he does is go to john goodwin and this is by far the best scene montage whatever you want to call it but uh before that we didn't talk about some of the action scenes because there was a good action scene where they were hunting him down after he killed the brother the parking lot scene, like in the garage. Oh my god! Yeah. It was such a good scene. That was after the office building. Yeah, they were like waited for him. Right. Um. Because I had a couple of notes. I said I love his use of camera and lenses. Yeah. Like he uses some fisheye lenses, but it works so well. Usually fisheye lenses. So fisheye lenses are the ones that are like make it look like a globe. Like make it look. I don't know how to explain it, but you know it when you see it. Like right. the '90s used it a lot unnecessarily but he uses it so well to just like play into the story and the action scenes because he is a horror director but he's showing like i can oh, builds, do some action scenes but he too. does build a lot of tension right because like he's literally <clears throat> hiding under cars fucking setting car alarms off climbing from one floor to the other but i also put like the action isn't like it's not flashy action it's like raw action it's yeah, like it's it feels it, real yeah yeah yeah. I forgot about that scene, but yeah. That, it was so cool. like gritty and I enjoyed it. I thought it was really great, really well done. Mm. Yeah. But I just wanted to touch on that real quick because no, we skipped right over it. 
But yeah, the uh, the first scene you're introduced to John Goodman is in between all that, and he's talking to his son Billy. Yeah, because he brings him his uh, his rounds, his, and yeah, it's not cut. enough money. You think you're fucking running things? I give your fucking piece of shit crew a couple corners to push. You think you could do me? Or you know, pretty much just like telling him he's nothing, like yeah. father of the fucking year, like you know what I mean? <laughs> and he's like, "What are you gonna do about this guy that fucking killed Joe?" And he's like. Lord knows I've been patient. Like, that's like his go-to line and this, that, and, you know, bag full of guns. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so it kind of sets up that, like, John Goodman is really the, the motherfucker in um, charge. A lot of metal bands put, like, like parts of, like, uh, Bleeding Through did it a lot with the uh, Boondock Saints. I would love to take that line, go with God, bag full of guns, right before the fucking breakdown. Lil Wayne does that. Oh, my God. He puts that in a song? Yeah. It's, uh, it's part, I'm going to go with God in a bag full of guns. Oh, uh, I see. It goes pretty hard. <laughs> One of his better bars. Yeah. But yeah, it's a great little soundbite. <laughs> it but is. He's like, let me tell you what you just did. Because you look like you got a killing look about you. And he just keeps giving them all these fucking hollow points and fucking exploding cartridges. And he goes, well, that makes you a uh, preferred customer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And he goes and he opens up this fucking vault that's just got guns out the fucking ass. And he keeps pulling a, how many kind of problems you got? You know, a big fucking thing. He <laughs> gives him a fucking 50 cal, a double barrel and all this shit. Yeah. Um, and he pays him in all cash, obviously, you know. $5,000 for all the guns, even though he wanted 3000 <laughs> And then uh, he puts all of it in a, he gives him a fucking army bag to carry it out in. Right. He's like, he's like, I'm going to give you some accessories. <laughs> Just because they all like you. There's something about you. There's you got a killing thing about you. And I like it. And, uh, it's pretty chilling because uh, he knows why he's there. Right. Well, I was just about to say, he yeah. follows it up. He goes, he goes, are you looking for my son, Billy? He goes, well, then that would make you the man that killed my youngest, Joe. And he cocks that motherfucking hammer back. He's like, dad to dad, you do what you got to do. Lord knows I've been patient. Right. Go with God. Bag full of guns. And then, but like, don't you ask me where he's at. Right. Or I'm going to kill you. Or I'll kill you right here. Right. But. And I mean, that's fair. No, it's fair. 100%. I mean, that's the street shit right there, dude. Because like, <laughs> hey, man. even though, I mean, that's another thing that I wouldn't be able to do as a father. I don't give a fuck what my son did. Like, <laughs> never, my son can kill your whole family. Real, I'm, I'm not going to give him up. up. I'm not giving him up. Like, I get you coming after me, like all that shit. But like, I'm not giving you my son. Right. Like, <laughs> You gotta earn that shit. It's like the Russian and fucking John Wick. Like yeah. he knew his son was a fucking idiot and knew he deserved to get killed, but he still fucking used all of his resources to protect him. Yeah, that's what you do. There was uh, there was actually a deleted scene that I came across. It's uh, John Goodman pulls up in his car while they're working a corner, and he just basically shit talks his son. He's like, "You're a piece of shit." you're fucking this up like quit fucking up because you're making me look bad you're making this shit a lot harder on me and then he drives away i would i'm kind of glad they cut it out because it didn't really add anything but it does like well the first put that pressure point on like his son is really pissing him off and fucking shit up for him well it's showing you that he's like over it yeah yeah yeah. like over his fucking shit but right you get that just from that little bit of interaction. Exactly. Get. So you don't need the extra scene. It just overdoes it. But I just, well, anytime I get more John Goodman, I'm happy. Right. And the third scene kind of, <clears throat> it, it gets the job done. But anyway, so he goes home and it's a, it's a great montage. He's sawing the fucking shotgun down to where it's a sawed off. And 
he's pulling all the fucking IVs and shit at, at, at staples out of his head or whatever. Cause, uh, I don't know. He had like a real fucking metal vibe look to him, dude. He fucking, his hair's cuts all fucked up cause they had to shave half his head to like, you know, with his injuries and everything. No, but I love how he does like a, a hack job. Yeah, like a half mohawk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, he. I got a. Real, he I got didn't a, mean to, but. Well, yeah, I was saying, like, I got like a real taxi driver vibe. Out oh of it. yeah, that's you know true. What I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And uh, <clears throat> he puts his son's jacket on, which I thought was cool, and then he just goes out here like fucking Rambo. Yeah, ready to fucking. Well, that's what score. I was saying earlier. So he pulls out the uh, learner's manual to all these fucking guns, so he can learn how to use them. Right. But that's what I was saying earlier. Is uh making him a really smart vp is that he can learn other shit he's a smart guy and because if he was a dumb backwoods hick like and didn't know anything about guns it wouldn't be as like believable that he picked all this up so quickly well i think that that's also what it showed by by what happens to him after he kills the brother because he thought that he could just tiptoe or like dip his foot in yeah you could just do one fucking terrible thing, and then that's the end of it. But then, right, know. it's all over. But so it, that's like he is at the point now. He's like, well, I got to be smarter than these dumb fucks yeah. because I'm going to be fucking dead. Mm-hmm. Not that I think that he didn't give a shit at that point, but he wanted to make sure they were all gone first. Yeah. Um, and it's fucking great because like he goes and uh, he finds out where one of them lives, and he fucking pretty much interrogates this guy like hardcore as fuck. Did he like shoot his fucking hand off or something? Uh, no. He, or is it his kneecap? Yeah, I think it's his knee. He shotguns he, his motherfucker's leg, like, completely. Or, like, his fucking knee's gone. Right. Um, and then, of course, that dude fucking gives up where they cook the meth and shit. <laughs> almost immediately. Yeah. But then again, double barrel shotgun to your leg would do that. <laughs> I was you know? gonna say, I, I'd probably do the same thing. Yeah, I'd give you whatever the fuck you want. You want my <laughs> social? You want my name? You can have it. Like, I don't need anything now. Now you're supposed to die for, for it. Die for the gang, bro. Yeah, die for the for the cause. So, and it's also really cool little horror trick. Like I said, oh. now watching it, now knowing that James Wan, like so much of this shit makes sense because, like, of course they're cooking meth in like an in abandoned hospital <laughs> or like a sane asylum or whatever the fuck it is, you know. Well, first he went to the bar, and the guy didn't oh, speak right. English. He's like, no habla. <laughs> Inglis and he beats his ass gives him money like I love how he like shoves money in his face like you're gonna tell me what the fuck I want to know he's like I could saw your motherfucking head off I love that shit he says it in Spanish too yeah 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 Yeah. but then he gives up that the meth guy and then he gives up so and so so but yeah yeah. I forgot about that yeah it seemed I did too it's just letting you show that like Kevin Bacon's like he gives no fucks right he's he's at the final form of fuck of this right um and then this is probably the this is the greatest part of the movie, man. Where he's just, oh, when he gets in the meth yeah, lab, yeah, yeah, he's just running through these motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. Like I love the one where like the guy's between on the other wall, and he hears the dude fucking step, and he just drops down and blows this fucking dude's leg off. Straight, he, like off, he just yeah. chops down like a tree, <laughs> like his fucking boot and leg is up like this, and the rest of his body's on the fucking floor. Yeah. And uh, like I said, it's it's all practical shit, like. It's, but it's good action. Well, we were talking about, we didn't actually say the budget. It was only $20 million to make this. It didn't make its money back because it only made like $10 million. This like, is one of those movies that I like, it might have just been before its time. Yeah. Or it just wasn't marketed right. I don't know. But. I don't know what it is because everyone that I've, 
talked to that has seen this movie really, really enjoys it. Yeah, but not a lot of people have seen right. it. Yeah, I don't think anybody I know that has seen it is just like, oh, fuck that movie, dude. Yeah. But they just don't know about it. Like, even rewatching it, because I only saw it the one time when it came out in 2007, whatever. Um, I'm still like, this is such a good movie. Like, it shows James Wan knows his fucking shit with a right. camera. He's a great director. He's a great action director. Like, he's a talented fucking dude. And this is, it's a simple story, but it's ex- executed so well. Like, I mean, there's nitpicks we have here and there, but if you can let those go, like, it's a fun fucking movie. I was just about to say. It's sad, but it's and fun. They, <laughs> and they even do a good job. Like, I was just about to say, I don't want to... Uh, just completely, but uh, Aisha Tyler, mm-hmm. she does a great job of being like the concerned detective because even she, yeah, she said, did a really good even job. when she's like explaining to Kevin Bacon, like, they, yeah, this gang, they're not big, they don't have a lot of territory, they're constantly getting fucking shit from both sides of other gangs, like, so it's letting you know that like they're they're not big, but they're fucking tough, yeah, and they're fucking nasty, like they will fuck you up. Right. They will ruin your fucking life. Yeah, they're just dogs off the leash. It's pretty much what yeah. I think she even says it like that, like, yeah. um. But yeah, so he goes through, and of course, the last one left is uh, is is Billy. Yeah, and um, I love that they just fucking exchange bullets, and well, yeah, I think that's he, when he gets his hand blown off. Yeah, that's what it was because he shoots him in the elbow, his hand goes up, and then shoots his fingers off. I was like, oh, it's such a good shot. <laughs> and uh, they have that great scene where they both just sit down next to each other on the fucking. It's a uh, it's the chaplain yeah, yeah, yeah. of this hospital, whatever, uh, abandoned, whatever building. Yeah. It's yeah. like the chaplain part. So there's all these, uh, there's all these pews and like, it looks like torn up Bibles and stuff on the ground. Like, is that what it was? I was wondering what all that, uh, that's what I was getting. Um, I didn't think about that, but that makes sense. But he's just like, you could just tell that like, this is like where he was like up here hanging out. Like this was the money room or whatever. Because there's like a shitload of candles up on the stage. Yeah. It's just like, I don't know. They were- it is a really good shot, though, because you have the two guys from two different worlds. And he even says the line. He's like, look what I made you. You look like one of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I don't and then, know. And uh, Kevin Bacon pulls gets, out the fucking hand cannon. He gets hit in the neck. And yeah. he just kind of looks over at him and he's like, you ready? And uh, it was just like. But he does have like tears, like he knows what's coming. Like, yeah. but I like at first immediately. I was like, because it cuts to Kevin Bacon walking out, and they didn't show it. I was like, ah, oh, you bitches didn't show it. But I get it. Like, you know what happened. Right. Well, and, and and you you get the vibe off of Kevin Bacon. Like he doesn't. He like he never thought that this was gonna be where it ended. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like. The totality of it, like you could, he just looks like he's ready to die. Yeah, like he's just so fucking worn out. I mean, shit. Yeah. he's <laughs> yeah. driven by fucking hate. It's literally and revenge, and, and now it's done. Yeah. Which, by the way, we skipped over it, but right before he goes to the uh, to the meth lab, John Goodman pulls up to warn his son. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This guy just bought a fucking small army's worth of fucking guns for me, and he's looking for you, like. If you get killed, this is going to fuck up my business. Like, what are you going to do? And mm-hmm. he fucking gut shots his dad. I'm going to take the fucking car, dad. <laughs> uh, this is the part that I told you about. I was like, you've seen the little uh, jigsaw painting yeah. or tag on the <laughs> back of the wall. Because he has to put little things that he's done. I don't mind it. No. 
And it's, uh, he's, uh, he's it's just, just like a little nod to his previous successes. Tell your sister to call me. We miss having her around. You know, just like, just let you know this dude's just a dog. You yeah. Know what I mean? Yeah, but he blows away John Goodman and mm-hmm. steals his badass muscle car. And then he goes up for the final fight or whatever. But, uh, the ending of this movie is so, so bittersweet. You know, like you're glad the bad guys got it, but. When he sits, he goes to his house. All the cops are closing in on him because you know they. And he's they, just watching the home videos that were at the beginning of the movie. And he just dies on his fucking couch, watching his TV. You know, watching his family. Oh, and you get to hear the doctors telling each other like, um, the human boy just woke up. Yeah, you know. So, so at least there's a little bit of right. It's a little little silver lining that at least the the son lived. But I was telling my wife, I was like, "What a life you're gonna that's, have." I was just about to say that's even fucking sadder. Yeah. You imagine like, hey, not only were you been shot and, you know, you're fucked up and you're your whole hospital, family's dead. Everybody's gone now. Yeah. Your dad, your mom. You already knew about your brother. And that's even if he knows who the fuck he is when he wakes up. Right. Because, you know, you know, the longer you're in a coma. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think you're right. I think it's almost more sad because if you're dead, you don't have to worry about it. But you have to be alive living this the rest of your life. All this trauma and loss. But I still I still I I. I agree with Kevin though. Like I get it. Like it's better for your son to have nobody than to know that like your bitch ass father's alive only because I was too afraid to finish the job. You know what I mean? Like I wonder if that's gonna be told to him, like, you know, your dad died, but he got them all. He was a fucking man. Yeah. He fucking He was a soldier. He took them all with him. Right. You know? I hope somebody tells him that because that would make it better. Right. Well, like your father when your when your brother, like, you know, he he was taken by grief. And he, it made him do things that we nobody would have even thought was possible. Yeah, you know, you imagine if you worked with him. You know what I mean? Because all this shit takes place within a couple, you know, weeks or whatever. You know, right, after right. the trial and shit. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, you know, fucking yeah, man, Nick from VP. Yeah, Nick VP. Yeah, yeah. The guy just fucking murdered an entire street gang, bro. Yeah, bro. Bled out on his fucking couch watching home movies, like. I was uh, just at that guy's house last week. Right, right, right. Like, you know what I mean? What do you mean his whole family's dead? What the <laughs> fuck is going on over there? Did we just take a collection for a son who got murdered? Now they're all fucking dead? Like, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, it's just a, it's a super sad movie, but it's super good. Like, it is such a good movie. And I think James Wan is a very talented man. Yeah, man. I shout out to James Wan. Like, he is. A, There's a reason he's. He's that guy. He's that guy, yeah. Because um, I love Saw. I love the first Saw. I don't really care for any of the ones after that, but the first Saw is like the reason I love movies is shit like that. If you haven't seen this movie, do yourself a favor. Go give it a watch. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give it on the par scale, 1 to 10. I'm giving it an 8.5. Yeah. Um, like I said, a couple, couple lazy writing. It's little little but nitpicks, but... It's, the overall arc is just solid. Right. It doesn't take anything away from the movie. Like, it's just... This is one of those, like, fun ride movies. Like, you gotta let your... Let everything go and just kind of have fun with the movie. Just mm-hmm. be on board with the movie and you'll have such a good time. It's a highly recommended. Like I said, this is one of those, like, lesser known movies by popular directors that needs to be... Right, like you said, it's a diamond yeah. in the rough. I'm just say I'm not like I'm not gonna go out there and say I'm a I'm the biggest Kevin Bacon fan, but mm-hmm. this is probably one of my favorite Kevin Bacon movies. You know the the wife asked me like as I was watching it, she's like, "Oh, who's in the movie?" I was like, "Oh, it's Kevin Bacon." She's like, "Do you like Kevin Bacon?" I was like, "You know, that's a good question." 
Right. I don't hate Kevin Bacon. Right. I mean, he's in I'm some, never mad. He's in some fantastic movies. Sleepers. I mean, fucking Trimmers. Uh, yeah. Uh, Footloose? Footloose? Yeah. I mean, even <laughs> though I'm not like a huge fan of Footloose, it's still a good movie. But yeah, you he's know, great. He does find that everything is- The whole town had to dance, man. <laughs> The love of dancing. Uh, Flatliners, I just did recently. I was just about to Not say, too Flatliners long ago. is great. Yeah. So, uh, I even like him as the villain in, in First Class, X Men First Class. That yeah, he, true. I thought he did I a great job playing Sebastian Shaw. So yeah, he's a he's a great actor. He does good. He shows up. He does his job. And but you know, I thought he was hilarious in the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special. I'm sure, you probably didn't watch. I it. I didn't watch it. No. Yeah, but he's got a good little bit because like that's what you've seen Guardians. And oh like, yeah, Star Lord like tells everybody like Kevin Bacon's like the superhero from Earth and mm-hmm. shit. So of course he's like down during the holidays. So Drax and Mantis go kidnap Kevin Bacon for Peter. <laughs> She's like, "We got you a present." She's like, "You're gonna love it." She's like, "It's the hero Kevin Bacon." <laughs> and he's like, "Where the fuck am I?" <laughs> he's freaking the fuck out. Like <laughs> it's hilarious, dude. That's pretty funny. Um, and it's really not long. It's like. It's like 30, 45 minutes. Oh, yeah. It's a good little... It's cute. <laughs> Got a lot of good laughs. But, uh... But, yeah, um... So, yeah, Kevin Bacon's one of those guys, like, I'm not, like, a huge, huge fan, but, like... But I'm not mad. Like, movies like this, it just, like... I mean, this one shows yeah. how great of an actor he is, because right. he kills it in this movie, literally and figuratively. <laughs> uh, I really like that, uh... That show he had on Fox for a while. What's that? The, um... The one where he's like hunt serial killers and the following. You ever heard of it? That's really good. You should you should try to find I don't that. Think I don't know so. where it's streaming, but you watch that. I feel like I heard about it but forgot about it. Old boy, uh he's like a Russian dude. I forget his name. He's got dark hair, but he always plays like a <laughs> fucking hitman or something. <laughs> he has dark hair. But anyways, he's like he's a serial killer that like is on death row, right? And he's got all these followers. And, like, he tells Kevin Bacon, like, he wants to see Kevin Bacon because Kevin Bacon caught him before he gets killed. And he's like, I just want to let you know that even if they kill me, he's like, I'll never die. Mm-hmm. He's like, my people will carry on my fucking legacy. So that's what the whole show is about, is people from his cult that are wearing masks that look like his face. <laughs> and they're, like, reenacting his fucking murders and shit. And, like, Kevin Bacon was the only guy that could catch him. Right. So like now they got him on the tail of this of his cult people, like trying to like take down them, mm-hmm. you know, before they fucking kill too many people or whatever. Interesting. I might have to check it out. It's a pretty good show. Um, but we're done with uh, death sentence. Yeah. You don't have anything else you want to say on no, it? No, I just yeah. Like well, I, I figured that was a good segue into the conversation I wanted to have before we hit record because you started talking about something. Oh yes. And yes, I was yes. like, let's save it for the podcast because I want to talk about it with you. I want to discuss it. We he finally finished Ozark, which it took me a while. Took you so long, but yeah. I'm happy we're here. So spoilers for Ozark. Turn it off if you because it's pretty much the rest of the podcast is we're going to talk about Ozark and the ending of it. So uh, you weren't happy with it. I wasn't happy I with wasn't, it. I but I want to know your thoughts and feelings. And you might have to refresh my memory on a couple of things. It's one of those things that like I felt like I could have wrote a better ending for it. Yeah, I think so too. Right, Uh, things you would have changed, or so things that you didn't like that you would have changed. So why give Rose everything just to take it from her? Thank you. Right. Thank you. She gets her record expunged. She becomes. She gets the bell. She gets her house. You know. 
she gets she everything was the she underdog wanted. of the show right and why I just did you never do thought that? marty would let it happen to her you know what i mean she shouldn't have let it happen to her I mean, it was she her was, fault. I mean, I guess, but she's better than that. Like, she killed a fucking cartel head. Like, it was just gonna go away. Like, no, that I, shit don't stay hidden. I get that, but in the 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 spirit of the show, yeah. Like, I feel like that was her show. Ozark was like, um, her show, her, her story, Marty. her and Marty. Yeah. Um, I thought old old, old girl that plays Wendy, fantastic job. A woman. Showed. Yeah, she did a really great great job of Woman making me hate her. At eight eight different sides of crazy that yes. I didn't even know were possible. Right. <laughs> when Darlene has a fucking massive heart attack and this bitch sits down in the driveway to watch her have it. Yeah. Smiling. Like I was just like this woman should get a definite fucking uh It's funny how Emmy. like yeah, you it shows how her and Marty like really deserve each other because they're both so fucking different. crazy. They're crazy in their own like own way. It just, it did such a good job of building, simmering up. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking this last episode, man, it's going to be fucking crazy. Like, I was watching it today, um, and I got about 20 minutes into the last episode, and I was at uh, I was at the vet in the waiting room and shit. And you were watching it in the waiting room? Yeah, because there wasn't nobody else in there but, like, me and the kids and shit. So, like, I'm People like, that watch TV shows on their phone at random places in public, like, shout out to y'all because I won't do it. I don't normally like do shit like that. Oh, so like, you were like just I was just fucking killing time, you know what I, I mean? See. And then uh but like I said the kids were fucking moving running and all this and then uh then, the, then these dogs just started barking and I was like, "All right, well, obviously I'm not meant to finish this." Well, there was a uh there was a girl at work every lunch break, she would watch a show. She would watch an episode of a show that she was watching. Well, when I first got to the place I'm at now, you know, before I started, like, you know how you always get, like, a little group of people or whatever, yeah. but I when I'd eat lunch by myself, I would, I'd put my headphones in and would listen. I would watch an episode I downloaded or whatever. I can't do that. There was a guy that uh, trained me at the previous warehouse I was at, and there was a time between, like, one o'clock and when we left that there was nothing for us to do. So he would go in the back and watch TV shows like on his phone. Like that was just his thing. It's just crazy to me that people just watch these full blown TV shows on their phone. I don't know. Maybe I'm missing out on life. Like I will say this. I don't do it with movies just because I don't know why. It's a different experience. Yeah. Yeah. It's like I have to be locked in for that. Yeah. But if it's like especially if it's like a comedy or just like a sitcom or something. Oh, there's there's no ongoing plot for the most part that yeah. I like. Oh my god, well, how'd that happen? I didn't miss that or whatever. Right. But um, anyway, but yeah, TV it's a little bit easier for me to detach and go back. That makes sense. So, so you're watching the show while you're doing that at the vet. Um, like I said, I was so happy with certain things, man. I was I was glad Darlene got it. I was sad why I got it though, and yeah. I knew that he was going to die because he wouldn't leave her. Yeah, he he. It was sad, but I get it. They don't ever really explain what happened to the fucking baby, though. Because the cut, like, uh, when when um, when Ro- when Ruth finds him and then takes the baby and then, like, riding around with this fucking baby, she takes it to that lady in the wheelchair. Yeah. Which I guess is her aunt. She's always talking about her mom and shit. So, um, she's like, yeah, you're wanted for murder and I can't have a stolen baby with me. So, I gotta take this fucking baby. But right. then after that, you're like, never hear about the kid again. Like, yeah. they just give him back to social services or like, 
who kept that kid? Right, right. I wish you would have told me you were watching it because I would have rewatched the last episode and have more of a fresh memory on it. But yeah. but the one that stuck out with me was uh, Ruth. So, yeah, man, they finally they set up the cartel boss, you know, which was cool. I wanted to see him get it. Yeah. Because um, every time I would start to kind of root for him. Like, really, because like I thought he was gonna do the right thing and let Marty and them go, mm-hmm. but it was like every time they did what he wanted, he was like, All right, well, fuck you now, you gotta do this. Well, he has a cartel boss, so I kind of right. get that, yeah. But like, you just got the feeling like eventually he was gonna do the right thing yeah. just, just because of that fact, right? Like, especially when he got locked up and he was in fucking America in prison, and he's like, well, They're like, Look, we're gonna get you off the DNR list, we're gonna get you shipped back to Mexico, we already got your escape planned out. And he was all good. He was gracious. It was all Gucci, man. And then when um, then when his sister got brought into the picture, he automatically turned on him again like they were fucking employees. <laughs> like, he was talking to them like, hey, I fucking need y'all to come through. I know I fucked y'all over. Right, but she, wasn't she, like, trying to kill him so she could take over the well, business, family business? Well, because she thought he killed her son. Yeah. Which, I hated him. I'm so glad Roos blasted his ass. <laughs> he was annoying. Even though I knew that that was going to be her downfall. Yeah. Like, I just felt it. But, but at the same time, you, she like, her character wouldn't let that go. No, I like, get I that. completely I, get it. Like I said, I, it's the same thing with, with, with the movie we just talked about. That, I get, you know, yeah. the grief and the, the hate. Right. It's like, I don't care what happens to me right. at this point. I, I need to do this. But yeah, she, um, and just the way she was feeling guilty about taking Darlene and Wyatt's money mm-hmm. and how she got it and all that. Like, you could just tell that she knew shit was going too good. You know what I mean? And then you feel bad for three. You know, that poor fucking kid didn't do nothing wrong. Right. And now he's the richest orphan in fucking all of Ozarks. Right. Um, but I honestly, bro, how I would have wrote this, I swear to God, I thought Marty was going to have to kill Wendy. Yeah. Because she just wasn't going to let go control of anything. Yeah, she was a control freak. I wanted them both to go. I want him. I liked Marty. I, I, I felt bad for Marty. Like, I felt like the whole show, this poor guy, like, he's doing moving mountains for monsters and like he doesn't want to he just wants to do math like you know what i mean like he just wants to fucking launder money like that's he's good at it that's all he wants to do doesn't want to hurt anybody doesn't want to kill anybody he just wants to do his job and go home nine to five yeah but that his wife does show how much of a monster she is so it's it that's probably one of the best shows like other than breaking bad where it just shows a character go from point a to look at what they turned into by point z dude You know, she literally went from businesswoman housewife to fucking ruthless cartel like, leader. Boss. Yeah. Like, just the boss bitch. And like, <clears throat> shout out to her because I forget her name, but she is a fantastic actress. Yes, yeah, she is. And like you said, you get to the point where you fucking hate Wendy. Mm-hmm. Like, y'all could have got out of this shit three different times if it wasn't for this bitch. Right. Like, she's driving the she's, tra- uh, she's driving you off power the fucking hungry. cliff and you need to get the fuck off, man. Right. And, like, you feel bad for the kids because even the kids see it like, Dad, what the fuck are we doing here, man? This bitch has lost it. Right. We got to go. Yeah. Um. But the one thing, the main thing is when uh, Ruth, like, I would not have killed off Ruth. I would have let her live her life. Like, I just don't feel. If they would have killed all the birds, as long as Ruth lived, I would have been all right with Right. Her. Same. You know, as much as I hate that, because, like I said, the kids they were good characters like you could tell that they were just trying to they were been they're just trying to survive it yeah. you know um 
But yeah, I I mean, I mean, I guess they got away with it. But like, what's the moral? Yeah, white privilege, right? Like, <laughs> I guess like I guess uh, this family can't be fucking defeated. Yeah, they are the motherfuckers. Like, my boy Jonah just fucking phew, takes a deep breath and blows that fucking detective away, dog. Just like he did. With if Bud. you work hard enough, you can get away with it. I mean, that's the moral of the story. <laughs> <laughs> and I, like I said, man, just so many seasons of like them having to get through the obstacles and them having to do this and fucking take care of that. And like, just to wrap it up. So kind of like, yeah, yeah, exactly. I say other than Sopranos, I don't think I've ever been more let down by an episode, by like a final episode. man. Yeah. What's the thing is like, it's such a good like show. Like I would watch it up into the last episode and then turn it off and make up your own ending. But honestly, man, I got to say like them killing Ruth was still better than where I thought it was headed. Because Where'd you before, think it was going to go? Because before it's like they were just tying it up like a fucking like oh, it was the yeah, last episode of Seinfeld. And like <laughs> y'all are going to go back to Chicago and live your fucking happy that life that made you me mad. for. Right. Uh, Ruth's gonna be a rich motherfucker running, owning a casino, and the cartel's just gonna be doing cartel things. Yeah, everyone's happy in the end. The FBI got to fuck over 16 drug lords, so, like, they're happy. Like, Mm -hmm. I was just like, wow, they're really gonna wrap this shit up like happy days. (laughs) Like, and then next thing you know, it's like fucking, uh, and then I was like, at least they threw a wrench in it somewhere. Was it to the one character I did not want it to happen to? Absolutely. Yeah. But I was just saying, after four seasons of fucking Masterpiece, you really fucking shit in our cereal with that one. Yeah, guys. I think so too. It, it dropped the ball with that one. Netflix, but, when when people say you drop it at the end, I'm starting to believe them. Yeah, you know like I mean? do you like Ozark? Ninety nine percent of it. Ninety nine point nine. The last fifteen minutes, of that <laughs> right? <laughs> but otherwise, it's f- such a good show. A flawless show. Yeah, I agree. But yeah, man, I just wanted to let you know, like I was disappointed. Okay, I just making sure we're on the same page on that. That's why it's, it's weird because, like, thinking back on it, like I, I, I I'm not a detective. You know what I mean? But when my wife, because my wife got tired of waiting on me too, she finished it. And then you <laughs> finished it. And when I asked you, when I looked at you, when you were like, because that's how you told me, you were like, I finished Ozark. And I'm like, oh yeah? And I like had this excited, like, are you, cr- you excited about it? And you, I was like, no, obviously don't give me spoilers, but you were just like, yeah, I finished it. Yeah. I'm like, well, that's not good. <laughs> and then I asked my wife, she's like, I finished Ozark. I got tired of waiting on you. And I was just like, oh, was it crazy? It was as fucking crazy as I think it was. And she's just like, you just watch it. Like <laughs> everyone's damn. giving you fucking. <laughs> so, so, and even Stevo, which I mean, Stevo don't normally give like tons of explanation about That's anything, true, yeah. but even he kind of had that like look on like that Stevo look. Like I don't know, dude. Yeah. So it it didn't give me great hope, but I was just hoping that it was so fucking like heartbreaking that that's why y'all felt that way, not mm-hmm. just fucking gave up. <laughs> like, well, that's the thing is like. If, if you liked the ending, I'd be like, great. I'm glad you're happy, but I'm not happy. Greggles, what pissed me off the most is Jason Bateman directed the final episode. And did he really? He did. You son of a bitch. <sighs> you fucking did this to me after five years of I thought we were this? friends. Right? Like, <laughs> I love Jason Bateman. But you know what? If I see him, I'm going to have to call him out on his shit. Right, right, right. Yo, Jay, what's up with that bullshit, bro? What's up with those art? You fucked us. Why'd you, you do this you, to you us? You know you fucked us on that one, bud. He is a comedian. He probably made a joke out of the whole thing. Yeah, you better go make Horrible Bosses 3 for me, dude. You owe me. Right. Go get Charlie and them. Go make that bitch. But yeah, I. Uh, it was a letdown. It was a letdown. Yeah, it wasn't the greatest, but it still wasn't as bad as Game of Thrones. Or fucking Sopranos, bro. Because those shows were fucking tens. 
all the way up until then. Well, I mean, yeah, but I don't think they... I've heard people say that whole last season of Game of Thrones let them down. Yeah, 100%. But, um, I only got through it just because I wanted to finish it. Like, that last season is absolute dog water. I don't know if you've seen it or not, but now everybody's talking about that House of Dragon is fucking great, though. Yeah, we've been meaning to get on it, but we have so many shows. I think it's only like eight, bro. You literally catch up in a weekend. I know, but my shit, we're off all weekend, all week. I like dragons. (laughs) I know. That's what I need to buy, bro. Dragonheart. I can't find that bitch in the wild at all. You can find the like five. (laughs) I'll take the full bag. You know, I don't give a shit. Oh, it's at Walmart then. Because I see it all the time and I'm like, I want Dragonheart, but I don't want the other four movies that come with it. Yeah, I don't know if I want all f- all five of them on one. Um, I'm but yeah, five bucks for a movie, dude. <clears throat> not for a ninety, not, not for a movie. That it's came a brand out new movie that nobody has put their drink on and used it as a coaster, bro. They had steel books at Walmart for ten bucks. I was gonna buy us both one for what? What movie? Um, <laughs> I was gonna buy myself Clueless, but the corner of that bitch had been flattened. Yeah. And then I was going to get you Friday the 13th, but it had a massive fucking scratch down the middle of it. Yeah, it's at the character. Uh, <laughs> I didn't honestly, and then, and then I didn't know if you had it. Because I was like, I know he's not a ton of horror movies, but. I think I was about to buy it, and it, then I picked up something else. I the, think I got Heathers instead. But the front of it was so fucking beautiful. Have you seen Heathers? Like, uh, with Christian Slater? Yeah. I don't think so. Uh, I, I think I've like heard about it, but I never like saw it. I just watched it like a couple months ago. Yeah. Really surprised at how much I liked it. Might have to do it because I'm doing comedies. I bought so. a terrible fucking <clears throat> B movie the other day on Blu-ray for a dollar that like I think you would probably like if you haven't seen it. <laughs> it's got Kevin Smith playing the mayor of this movie okay. like, in this town. It's called Another Wolf Cop. It's not even the first movie in the series. It's the sequel. And the fucking cover of it is a dude in a wolf costume and a fucking policeman's uniform with a fucking Uzi with like the fucking cop glasses and everything. And he's like growling. And Kevin Smith is in this? And Kevin Smith is the mayor of this town. That does sound pretty straight crazy. to fucking DVD movie, dude. And yeah. I was like, they actually spent money at turning this bitch into a Blu-ray. <laughs> but like, you could have one of those cult followers, you know what I'm saying? But. Speaking of, so... I have a couple of movies in the pipeline that I'm going to give you. You're going to be very upset with me, but we're going to get through this together, Nick. Um, But I asked Victor, because we're going to be getting together and doing a movie soon for the Transcendent Cinema. Um, But I asked him for some suggestions for some comedies, and he didn't didn't hold back. Comedies. Comedies, yeah. Comedies. Right. Not the bullshit y'all do. Comedies. Yeah, they're comedies. They make us laugh. They make y'all laugh. Yeah, they make us laugh. <laughs> he even put an asterisk. Nick will hate you if you make him watch this movie. <laughs> that's that's just thanks, Victor. Thought we were friends, dog. Appreciate you. So we got some, but first, I got to get through this one. Y'all should just keep that bullshit with y'all. No, like, you know what I mean. Like, listen, I've been way too easy on you lately. Y'all I've been like giving shitty you- movies. He likes shitty movies. Y'all just do it together. Like it's y'all's thing. <laughs> it's, your, it's your passion project. And then this is the bread and butter. This is where we do the business. Yeah, and I, ever since Christmas, I've been so easy on you. You've been like skating by with these like movies you don't have a problem with. I mean, I haven't seen them though, so I mean, it's like it's not a bad thing. Well, I mean, I've seen some of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
But I just feel you've been way it's too okay. happy. It's okay to watch good movies, Greg. You don't have to feel bad about it. That's, no. That's no, the I, point of this podcast. I don't <laughs> want you to feel bad about liking good movies. Or saying like, damn, Nick, you, you picked a winner. I'm just winner. saying, we haven't ventured off into you just, the you want, you want to go back to war. Yeah. That's what you want to do. I miss the war back. with cinema part of war. You want to be war, war with cinema again. You don't want to just be with cinema. Right. All right, man. Well, I'm just saying, if you bust a shot off, bro, don't be mad when you get one back. <laughs> You might be watching another Wolf Cop. I'm just saying, like, like uh, we have this weekend picked out, but the one after that, it's called Pink Flamingos. I'm gonna buy it. Never heard of it. Yeah, I know. Same guy that did uh, Cry Baby. Oh God. The original Hairspray. Oh Jesus. John Walters. It's a fucking musical, Greg. John, you know no, he's not. Musicals. It's not a musical. All right, man. John Waters. <laughs> um. So. Well, I guess I'm excited to dig back in this bag of. War. <laughs> I was gonna say, uh, fucking p- peace talks are over. You know, I guess I guess it's just gonna be shots fired over here, right? But before we get to all that craziness, the reason you had two picks in a row right. is this Sunday we're gonna go watch Cocaine Bear, Cocaine Bear, and then we're gonna come and talk about it just because it looks so ridiculous. And like you said, I love these B movies, but it's a B movie that got a bunch of money for some reason. And they are promoting actual actors in it. And they're promoting the shit out of this. Like they also have marketing money. You know what's insane, bro? You know who directed that movie? Who? Elizabeth Banks. Ah. Like how nuts is that? I'm actually kind of more excited to see that. I watched her do the interview for it and she was just like, we had a fucking blast making this movie. I believe it. And it just looks off the wall ridiculous, and I just said, think it would be great to. She said, "I really hope y'all have a good time watching because yeah. we had a great time filming it." Because, like, I've been doing comedies, and this isn't your normal comedy, but it's nice to see a comedy back in fucking theaters again. I will shout out to these motherfuckers who made the trailers for this movie. Yeah, because it's a you movie love the trailers. On, I would say it's a movie on paper that I would have no fucking want or need to see, and just through the sheer brilliance of the editing and the music choice they did mm-hmm. white lines by grandmaster flash <laughs> and it is so fucking good dude i could just watch the trailer all day yeah. uh hiya baby uh hiya. he's chasing a fucking ambulance down for one <laughs> which is fucking crazy and then you hear the driver what the fuck is this bear on and then he jumps it don't ever come down free base and then it ends and i'm just like i'm gonna go see this movie yeah I'm fucking hyped to see this movie. I don't know why I am. Right. Same. I feel like I just got a Ray Lewis speech before the game. Like, I'm fucking ready to run through a wall, even though if I don't understand why. But I'm just ready, dude. I just, I'm excited to see comedies in the theater again. I figured it would be a fun episode for us to do. We don't usually do, like, newer movies, but fuck it. Why not? Right. This Cocaine is worth, Bear. This is worth busting that that uh, that that rule yeah. for this one. So. So next week or this week later this week, I guess. Yeah, a couple days to be to to, to, to be continued. continued. <laughs> Cocaine bear. Later, y'all. Until then.